0: Welcome to Stingray Group, Inc.'s third quarter 2021 results call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question and answer session. Instructions will be provided at that time for you to queue up for questions. If anyone has difficulties hearing the conference, please press star followed by zero for operator assistance at any time. Before turning the meeting over to management, I would like to remind everyone that this conference call is being recorded today, February 4th, 2021. I will now turn the conference over to Matthew Peloquin, Senior Vice President, Marketing and Communications. Please go ahead.
1: Thank you, bon matin. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this conference call for third quarter results ending December 31st, 2020. Today, Eric Boyko, president and CEO, co-founder, and Jean-Pierre CFO, will be presenting Stingray's financial and operational highlights. Our press release reporting Stingray's third quarter of fiscal 2021 results was issued yesterday after the market closed. Our press release, MD&A, and financial statements for the quarter are available on our investor website at stingray.com and also on Setter. I will now give you the customary caution that today's discussion of the corporation's performance and its future prospect may include forward-looking statements. The corporation's future operation and performance are subject to risk and uncertainties and actual results may differ materially. These risks and uncertainties include but are not limited to the risk factors identified in Stingray's Annual Information Form dated June 3, 2020 which is available on Setter. The corporation specifically disclaims any intention or obligation to update these forward-looking statements, whether as a result of new information, future events or otherwise, except as may be required by applicable law. Accordingly, you're advised not to place undue reliance on such forward-looking statements. Also, please be reminded that some of the financial measures discussed over the course of this conference call are non-IFRS. Please refer to Stingrays MDNA for a complete definition and reconciliation of such measures to IFRS financial measures. Finally, let me remind you that all ama- amounts on this call are expressed in Canadian dollars unless otherwise indicated. Uh,
2: with that, I will now turn the call over to Eric. Uh, merci Mathieu. Good morning everyone and welcome to our Q3 results conference call. Today's results accurately reflect our ability to effectively manage our expenses under exceptional circumstances while taking full advantage of the new and evolving market opportunities in broadcast and commercial segment. Despite a decrease in revenues, we posted a 9.5% increase in adjusted EBITDA to $34 million. This is unprecedented. Great work from all the team in aligning expense levels with revenues. We did, in fact, we remained quite busy during this quarter. Among other things, we delivered ourselves, divested ourselves of the non-core investment in AppDirect, which resulted in proceeds of 18.9 million. We launched a premium SBOT channel with seven additional partners worldwide. We introduced flash channels with 11 partners delivering a potential audience of 200 million. And finally, we successfully extended and increased our credit facilities up to 560 million. This, provides, this provided additional liquidity for operation as well as for future M&A. Looking at our operations in particular, we know that broadcasting commercial music revenues increased by 0.7% to 40.2 million. This reflects our acquisitions and fast growing advertising revenues, which were partly offset by a decrease in ENL and the impact of COVID-19. One number I'd like to call to your attention in this segment is our 6.3% organic growth. Excluding FX and COVID impact, Moreover, organic growth for the US market was 13.7 percent, and we see this will accelerate in the future in the future quarters. We are proud of this solid performance, which attests to our ability as well as our progress in pivoting our business towards new and much larger vectors for growth. Again, in broadcasting and commercial music, adjusted EBITDA increased by 47 percent to twenty one point nine million due to the settlement with sakan as well as a reduced operating cost partly offset by a special bonus to employees our operating expense materially decreased by 26.9% or 27% to 18.3 million from 25 last year third quarter results also showcase the resilience of our radio business from the lows experienced in fiscal 2021 we saw our revenues steadily bounce back while comparable year-over-year declines were much less important, despite ongoing uh, headwinds related to the pandemic. Still, revenues remain under pressure, dropping by 22% or 21.8%, but beating the Canadian radio market in most comparable measures. We are very pleased with the adjusted EBITDA margin, which not only remained healthy, but actually improved compared to last year to 42.6%. With regards to the business, we put in place An experienced sales team and continue to lay the foundation for capturing significant growth opportunities in the U.S. market. In fact, at the end of December, we concluded a second deal to provide curated stream music to Clubcom, a division of Zoom Media. We now have more than 5,000 locations in the the U.S., along with a healthy healthy sales pipeline, which which allow us to look to upcoming quarters with some optimism. We continue to add streaming subscribers at quite a pace. By the end of the quarter, we have more than half a million subscribers, an increase of 31% over last year. Our next milestone is a million subscribers, and we are confident that we will be reaching that goal in the foreseeable future thanks to new distribution agreement and continued organic growth. As mentioned earlier, we are pursuing our push in fast channels with new partners and access to new geographic markets. As a result, our viewership has grown by 22% in streaming time versus Q2. This is primarily reflected in the 140% increase in revenues for the quarter, which hit 1.6 million. In short, over the past five years, we've responded to rapid changes in our industry by pivoting fully towards streaming services and diversify, diversifying our revenue base. As a result, we are now positioned as a leading music distributor of audio and video channels, SVODs, apps, and fast channels. In the process, we've also significantly expanded our total addressable market, and that bodes well for an exciting future. Now we'll pass you to Jean-Pierre for the
3: financial overview, and I'll conclude this presentation. Uh, Good morning, everyone. For the third quarter of fiscal 2021, our revenues decreased 108 percent to 72.6 million, compared to 81.3 million last year. As for the past few quarters, the decrease was due to the impact of COVID-19 on our radio business and to a lesser extent on broadcast and commercial music. The sales of equipment and installation related to digital signage also decreased. This was primarily offset by the acquisition of MSM in Mexico and charter research, as well as the increase in advertising revenues in the broadcast and commercial music segment. For the quarter, advertising sales increased by 140% to reach 1.7 million. By geography, revenues in Canada decreased 17.6% to 47.4 million, representing 65.2% of total revenues, down from 70.7% last year. The decrease in revenues reflect the same factors I just described for global revenues. In the U.S., revenue rose 11.7%, to 10.7 million or 14.7% of total revenues due to organic growth in advertising revenues in the broadcast and commercial music and streaming subscriptions. Lastly, revenues in other countries increased 2% to 14.5 million or 20% of total revenues due to the acquisition of MSN Mexico, partially offset by the impact of COVID-19. Looking at our performance by business segment, (coughs) Casting, <coughs> sorry, commercial music and revenues increased by 0.7% in the third quarter to 40.2 million due to the acquisition in Mexico and Charter Research. And the increase in advertising revenues, partially offset by a decrease in equipment and installation sales in the impact of COVID-19. Radio revenues decreased 21.8% to 32.4 million in the third quarter, mainly due to the impact of COVID-19. As Eric indicated, the radio segment has rebounded nicely from the m- more than 60% decline recorded in our first quarter. I also wanted to highlight that consolidated operating expenses for the third quarter decreased by 20.7% to $40.6 million from $51.2 million last year. The decrease was related to reduced operation costs to a settlement with SOCA to reduce variable expenses and wage subsidies and other subsidies partially offset by special bonus to employees. Consolidated adjusted EBITDA for the third quarter increased 9.5% to 34 million, or a margin of 46.8%, compared to 31 million, or a margin of 38.2% a year ago. The increase in adjusted EBITDA was due to reduced operation operating costs in a settlement with SOCA and the subsidies. We did also benefit from a more favorable product mix trans- translating in a higher gross margin. These factors were partially offset by the impact of the COVID-19 and a sp- special bonus to employees. By business segment, broadcasting and commercial music adjusted EBITDA increased 47.1% to 21.9 million. The increase was due to the settlement with SOCA and reduced operating costs Partly set by special bonus to employees, the adjusted EBITDA margin was 54.5% this quarter compared to 37.3% last year. As for the radio segment, adjusted EBITDA decreased by 20.8% to 13.8 million. The adjusted EBITDA margin was 42.6% this quarter compared with 42% last year. In terms of bottom line, the corporation recorded a net income of 14.1 million or 19 cents per share compared to $8.1 million, or $0.11 per share, last year. Adjusted net income was $21.1 million, or $0.29 per share, compared to $16.7 million, or $0.22 per share, a year ago. The increase was mainly related to higher operating results, positive change in fair value and contingent consideration, and an FX gain, partially offset by higher interest expense and income tax expense. Turning turning now to liquidity and capital resources, cash flow generated from operating activities amounted to 16.3 million in the third quarter compared to 28.8 million a year earlier. The decrease was mainly due to negative variation in non-cash operating items, partially offset by a lower legal expenses and higher operating results. Adjusted free cash flow was 19.6 million in the third quarter compared to 21 million a year ago. The decrease was mainly related to higher interest paid, income taxes paid in capital expend- expenditure partially offset by higher operating results. Turning to our balance sheet, at the end of the third quarter, the corporation, corporation had a cash and cash equivalent totaling 9.8 million and a sub debt of 39.7 million and credit facilities of 290.4 million of which 116.7 million was available. We made good progress in reducing our leverage ratio. Total net debt at the end of the quarter stood at 320.2 million, or 2.65 times pro forma study bidda. We started the current fiscal year with a ratio of slightly above three times. This ends my presentation for today. I will now turn the call back to Eric.
2: Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, GP. This concludes our prepared remarks. Thank you for your time and attention. At this point, Jean-Pierre and I will be pleased to answer any questions you may have. So, uh, to you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to ask a question at this time, please press star, then the number 1 on your telephone keypad. Again, that is star, then 1 to ask a question.
5: these ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
0: Your first question today comes from the line of Adam Shine with National Bank Financial. Please proceed with your question.
5: Thanks a lot. Uh, good morning. Um, Eric, maybe we can start with uh, the S Fod traction. Can you give us a little color in terms of maybe some of the new uh, mandates that you've picked up perhaps uh, markets that have been penetrated and any sort of pricing initiatives that could help move ARPU higher and then within the context of that maybe as a point of clarification um, you know we don't know what ARPU is obviously uh, of late but it, can you give us a sense as to what annualized revenues might be running at I, I kind of see it somewhere above 46 million reaching almost 47 million thanks
2: Okay, Adam, a very good question, so um, the reason for the decrease in RPU is the more we do B2B2C, the more we do sales via Comcast or Amazon, uh, because we share our revenues with them, uh, our RPU on these products are between four to five U.S., uh, so for sure those are increasing rapidly. Uh, one of our best partners right now that's growing and almost doubling is Amazon, and in the last quarter we launched Amazon Spain and Italy, uh, we also expanded Japan. And Amazon is increasing every week. So uh, our future plans of launching our our products with Amazon is uh, we're looking at Mexico, Canada, Denmark, uh, and some Nordic countries in Europe. So uh, amazing partnership. So very happy with that. Absolutely. So you're right. Our run rate in December was about 4.1 million, 4.2 million. So at 4.2 million times 12, we have a business a run rate of 50 million in SVODs. And, And we do believe that that business can double over the next two to three years since all of our partners are increasing their products and the geography. So we're getting a double with a positive hit.
5: Okay, I know that's great. Um, <clears throat> just quickly on on Stingray business, uh, maybe two questions and I'll I'll keep it up to others. The uh, there's always a bit of COVID issues, as you alluded to. Um, presumably, obviously, equipment and, uh, and installation sales were down given some of the government restrictions. Maybe you can talk to the decline there in revenue, uh, as well as any evolving uh, customer credits. Uh, and then just one other one on, on the Stingray business. And as much as we look to the big opportunity that you have in the US, are you seeing any moves whatsoever out of mood media actually in Canada, um, given that, obviously, they now have the opportunity uh, to look uh, to look here?
2: No, uh, good question. So, uh, the, the COVID credits this quarter were just uh, 500,000, so it was, it was smaller, but we do expect in January, February, March that there'll be more credits. For sure, when our, our customers are shut down, it's tough for us to tell them we're going to charge them for the music and the services, so we're very fair. So, um, so it was limited. Um, and E&L, for sure, E&L delivery, when you're shut down in essential the, in services, uh, there's no more delivery of equipment. Uh, even January, as you can imagine, we almost had no ENL. l uh, But the deals get pushed on, uh, so like one of our U.S. deals in the, in the U.S. will probably be delivered in March, April. So on, on a yearly basis, we'll get it, but per quarter, it is difficult, and that was a it's about, E&L was about a million less, a million five less than last, last year. So uh, I think those numbers are, are ready disclosed. And no, the answer is no for, so far, uh, so good. Uh, meaning there's been really no, I, I think Mood is busy with their restructuring, busy with the new management team. And I'm not sure the priority for them is to come to Canada. We love Canada, but it is a small country. Um, so uh, And for us, the U.S. and our team, very confident. Our pipeline in the U.S. is... Is uh, for us is is um, is incredible because the U.S. is ten times larger than Canada, so every account is ten times bigger. So very uh, very excited about the the U.S. market, and we're doing this all organic for now. We have a few tuck-ins, uh, but mostly we're looking at uh, great organic sales coming from the U.S.
5: Great, thanks that for a that. Answer? Appreciate it. That's good. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: Your next question comes from the line of Matthew Lee with Canaccord. Please proceed with your question.
6: Yeah, morning guys. Um, Can you maybe tell, quickly talk about the trends you're seeing in radio with uh, more geographies moving back into lockdown? Uh, Should we be expecting a larger decline rate than we've seen this quarter?
2: Yeah, you know, we finished, you know, we were very excited in December. We're all excited or happy because we we were down 11%. So radio was back and even on a month to month basis with the saving in OPEX, we were almost back with the EBITDA compared to last year. But for sure, the lockdown in January, February, we're seeing the effect, and I think you know we we're looking more like maybe at minus 20 right now. Uh, So we'll see how the quarter finishes. One thing we're seeing, and this even from our large customers, they used to buy orders in advance. They used to you know make it, but now with the new rules changing, every and I'm talking like you know talking customers like Tim Hortons and McDonald's and all these big fast food. With the rules changing. They wait for the last minute to put their ads because they, they don't know what the new rules is going to be. So they, uh, so I think that uh, we're, we're on a good way back and we feel very confident that um, once we get the vaccination, we should be back to normal on the radio side and back to our 150 million in sales we had a year and a half ago. So I'm confident about that. Um, and that's, yeah, but for this quarter, it is January, February, will be soft for sure.
6: Thanks. So then maybe we can talk about, I I heard you say 140% increase to 1.6 million, but I didn't catch what that was relating to.
2: Okay, Yes. it's just one of the metrics we said when we did the radio deal is that we would get 5 million of positive synergies from us selling ads. We had zero advertising on the Stingray uh, streaming side. Uh, And now this quarter we hit 1.7 million. Uh, So that's a run rate of 68 uh, I think that for advertising, it will be one of our biggest vector of growth in Stingray broadcast and commercial. Uh, and so that's why we're excited to tell the market that we're easily beating our target of 5 million, and we're closer to 7 million.
6: Great. And then maybe last on the commercial music front, I expect you're seeing pretty good progress in your discussions with potential new U.S. clients uh, despite COVID. Uh, do you feel like you're gaining traction on that side of the business, and can we expect to see some contract wins upcoming?
2: Yes, uh, you know, we are with our team in place, we already have, uh, in the U.S., we have a team of close to eight eight individuals uh, that are all experienced and from uh, former Mood or our friends uh, Play Networks. So, you know, we are talking (coughs) – we presented our board yesterday. No, we are speaking to the top, uh, you know, top 100 brands and having discussions with all of them. Um, You know, I think it's the first time they hear about Stingray in the U.S. We were a bit like a hidden gem. So it's very exciting, and the top 100 brands uh, represent 1 million locations. So it, it's, 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 it's big numbers. you know. Some of these brands are, are, like I said, very very exciting. And I think Stingray, and the reason why we're unique is because Stingray Business, we offer the music, we offer digital signage, and we also offer Chatter, which is like a, an insight program. So we come in with all three angles, and I think the brands really like it. And I think uh, we should expect before our next call in June – Uh, that we should have a lot, we should have a few or maybe even more uh, interesting contracts signed. Not necessarily delivered, but at least signed. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Mathieu.
0: Your next question comes from the line of Deepak Khashul with Stiefel GMP. Please proceed with your question.
7: Oh, hey, good morning, guys. Um, Thanks for, for taking my question. Uh, Eric, um, you've talked about the organic growth opportunities in, in commercial music in the U.S. And, and also on the advertising side with with the expansion of fast channels. What about the M&A side for growth? You know, what, what percentage of growth going forward should we expect from M&A? Uh, do you guys have a target for capital deployment? And I've got a couple follow-ups from that.
2: That's, it's a good question for sure. We've been more shy during the COVID to make deals. It's, it's you know, there's more uncertainty, so. Uh, in that case what we do is we decrease our cash at closing and are more aggressive on our deals which indirectly slows down the deals uh, you know openly we try at closing to only pay three times a bit after you know with, with our synergies so uh, maybe one thing we discussed at the board yesterday maybe we go a bit more aggressive and go for three and a half times or four times up front once we take away the risk of covid and also there's also the COVID traveling it's tough when you don't meet people, it's tough to do deals, it's tough to get married by Zoom. So it makes it more difficult uh, to create the trust. Uh, hopefully we can travel soon and, and uh, we, have, uh, we have over a dozen targets that we're talking to but we love to just you know, go to the U.S. and meet them all in person and, uh, and give them, like we say, the Stingray Kool-Aid and the, the advantage of uh, partnering up with Stingray. So for now I, I agree. For we try to do 25 million a year of acquisitions. That's a bit of our, what we'd what we like to do. Out of 80 million of cash, 25 million minimum, but we've been slow in the last year, uh, which is something we'll see. Uh, I think uh, we're confident in the next quarter that uh, some activity will happen.
7: Okay, that's helpful. And then, and then when I think of um, you know, diversification into the broader or the long tail of the music industry, as we put it in the past, you know, can you give us an update on your thoughts there? Like, what are the segments that you see opportunities in, in the post COVID world? Like we think of options to acquire in the podcast industry or live events industry to, to catch the recovery when it comes or, you know, broader international yeah. markets. What are the strategic yes. opportunities for you?
2: Yeah, so, so, so for us, as you know, we did an investment. We're the number one podcast in Canada. Uh, we did an investment last year. Uh, we took 30%. Uh, that division is growing well. Uh, but we don't see profit or EBITDA or cash flow in the podcast business. Um, you know, we, you know, I, I know Spotify and some other people are, are doing this, but we don't see right now at this time um, EBITDA margins of any way. So but it's an interesting product mix for us. So I think, uh, I, I think for now, maybe that's gonna change. Uh, our focus, you know, our three big uh, growth opportunities uh, that you can see for Stingray, uh, 100 million or more is, is SVOD. We do feel SVOD, we will reach a million subscribers at an average RPU of $8 a month. Uh, So I think that's about a $100 million business. Uh, We're very confident with the um, fast channels, which are the free advertising uh, channels on the TV like Samsung and LG and uh, we have 11 partners now. A lot of growth as you can see in there and I think that could be a $100 million business in the next few years. And the third segment, which is our our focus is gonna be Stingray Business US. If we do 50 million in Canada, we should be in the next five years be doing you know five to ten x more in the U.S. because it's the size of the market. So I think those are our three vector of growth focus on actual products that we have right now.
7: Okay, excellent. Well, that's a very helpful, caller.
2: I
0: appreciate you taking my questions. I'll
2: pass mine. Thanks, Deepak. Thank
0: you. Your next question comes from the line of Tim Casey with BMO. Please proceed with your question.
8: Yeah, thanks. Um, uh, just following up on Deepak's questions, uh, Eric, should we assume that you're, you're, you've moved away strategically from some of the acquisition opportunities you pursued in the past um, in, in what I'll call more of the legacy businesses, as well as um, you, you feel you have enough, uh, I guess, critical mass and on the content side for Classica and, um, and some of the live music opportunities. And then I'll just throw out a couple more. Um, the SOCAN um, agreement, is that going to have any um, material implications on how we should think about margins going forward? Or is it is it too small to move uh, the dial? And then lastly, a uh, question for you and and. In, in the finance team, I guess. Bit, how should we think about um, radio margins on a sustained basis? I, you've done a lot of work to remove costs there. As revenues recover, I'm assuming you know some costs will come back. Just how are you thinking about a sustainable radio margin uh, within Stingray Radio?
2: Thanks. Okay, thanks, for uh, These questions, so. Uh, just a, a good question on live t v no we don't see a market for live t v concerts um, it, it, there's it's very you know we, we do some of it, we like it, but it's not a big business segment, and we don't see a lot of growth in that. We have a few competitors that are in that space, but we haven't seen any success so far uh, so that that's for so we 're really focusing on our our existing products yep. so I think it's good uh, I think uh, you know the the classica you know uh, classic quello. The concerts, the karaoke—we have three strong segments there that, that we get good growth. So we're, we're, we'll, we'll stay focused on that.
4: The second deal is—it's
2: not a big impact because we already had, we knew that you know our, the new rate was coming in. So we've already accrued the new rates uh, in our financial statements. So I would say no, it's already in our numbers, uh, Tim. So no impact. And, and the second, uh, uh, the second uh, uh, back or windfall is offset by the, the special bonuses. And for radio, um, uh, yeah, it's going to be the... We, when we took the radio business, there was 90 million of OPEX. Last year, we finished at 70 million of OPEX. And more or less, our new run rate for OPEX and radio, uh, thanks to technology, thanks to uh, uh, more efficiencies, is closer to 60 million now. So we have a 10 million in OPEX savings that is going to be permanent on the radio side and 5 million on our side that right now... Is recurring, so we we were able to cut down expenses in total by about 15 million recurring right now, and we'll see when we start traveling uh, on our side, on both sides, there's going to be more effects. Does that answer all your three questions? Yeah, maybe I'll just follow up on the
8: on the M&A targets. So, where, what, what type of is, are you targeting in terms of potential acquisitions? Uh,
2: okay. Okay, sorry, yeah, I missed that one. No, so absolutely. So as you can imagine, we have um, m- many opportunities in the, in the stingray Business US. Uh, we are looking, we'd we there's many small players that have 10, 15, 20,000 locations that don't have the scale, and we'd love to partner with them. So many discussions on the stingray Business side. On the music side, one segment that we're looking into is the, uh, the meditation or the relax music, to sleep at night, uh, so, so there's a few small uh, competitors in that space, uh, we like that, that, that type of music, uh, so we're looking also, that could be one diversification of product. Um, and on the TV side right now on like, go, like good old broadcasting or the legacy segment, I agree, we're not really looking at any on the, on the, on the TV broadcast side, we're looking more on the streaming side and on stigma business. That's great, thanks. A lot. Thanks, Tim.
0: Your next question comes from the line of Bentley Cross with TD Securities. Please proceed with your question.
2: Eric, uh,
8: congrats on the organic growth in the quarter. I was hoping you might be able to dive into kind of some of the puts and takes. And related to that, um, how is the penetration scaling with the Altice contract that you put in a couple of years ago that I think you were hoping to have a little more commercial penetration there?
2: Uh, the, the, the good question. First of all, the 6.3% organic growth has, for now, almost no U.S. sales. So once we start stigma business U.S. sales, that would all be organic. So that's really going to help us a lot. So we're excited about that. I think 6.3 is our best quarter probably in the last three years. Uh, so I'm very happy with that. Uh, and Altis, very good question. Uh, it's a bloodbath in the U.S. You know, very lucky that we're not. We don't have more uh, CPS revenues. Um, DirecTV announced last week, uh, last week that they lost 800,000 subs or 700,000 subs in a quarter. The US market for cable subscribers uh, is down more than 10 million subscribers last year, and it hits all of our customers. So Comcast, Altis, AT&T, all of our customers are losing subs, but we're very lucky, as you can see with organic growth, that the pivot is working, and we're compensating with the over the top. But uh, no, uh, I, you know, I think, you know, I think the fact that we didn't buy one of our competitors last year was probably the best thing that happened to Stingray, because we would have been stuck in the old model. So uh, and I think you had a second question?
8: No, I'm all on the same line, wondering if you might be able to dig into that 6% growth a little bit more. I mean,
2: Oh yeah, the, yes, the six you six been drag on that in
8: years past, just wondering how that's faring. Okay. Um, yeah, just break it down so, a little bit, please.
2: Yeah. So the 6.3%, we had our organic sales uh, of uh, on streaming and broadcast of, of 6.38. Uh, the impact of the credits, the impacts of the credits. If you take away, uh, if you take away the COVID, COVID was half a million of credits. So without, if you take the COVID in the numbers, you go from 6.3 minus 1.35%. Uh, but the COVID, we really see them as a one-off. Uh, Hopefully next year there won't be COVID, uh, any credits in October, November, December. So uh, a good mix of both Stingray streaming and Stingray business is growing roughly around six point six point five percent So very uh, happy about it. And it's a number one KPI for the management, for the board, and all our colleagues. Thank you, Eric. Hey, thank you, Bentley.
0: And again, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to ask a question, Please go ahead and press star then the number one on your telephone keypad. Your next question comes from the line of Drew McReynolds with RBC. Please proceed with your question.
6: Yeah, thanks. Good morning. Um, Maybe following up on uh, Tim's margin uh, question, but applying it to uh, broadcasting and commercial music, uh, you know, once once the dust settles here post-COVID, can you give us any sense of where you're landing uh, on margins in that segment?
2: You know, I think for st- streaming and broadcast, and even for radio, our benchmark that we, th- we can deliver is 40%. So right now, we're getting, a, we're getting an upswing. Sales are lower, and with lower expense, or so ever the margin increases. Um, but we should be more around 40% when sales are back. I think that, that's a better measure. Maybe, maybe on st- uh, streaming and broadcast, we're getting a lot of scale. Um, like for example, the Amazon deal, once we deliver it to Amazon, and it's every time we add a new country, there's no new work to do. It's one bill, it's one payment every month. Uh, so the more we get scaled, the more we get efficient. So maybe I would say 40 to 42% could be our goal uh, in the stingray broadcast and uh, business. Okay, super, that's, that's helpful, Eric. And and the same for radio, we should be around the 40% EBITDA margin rate.
6: Okay, got it, perfect. Um, and, and just by, by implication of listening to your your response here um the bonus amount in the quarter to employees was was largely kind of similar to to the socan benefit
2: yes yeah, you know it was you know we you know we were happily surprised with our results uh, and our positive bounce back also you know the we got a lot of help from uh, most countries in the world were very generous towards uh, wage subsidies uh, even more than canada so um, you know, we were surprised with all these uh, um, help that we got from different governments, the rent relief. So um, yeah, I think uh, I think we're in a, in a good position. Okay, um, and, so, uh, and and the answer and the answer is a wash. Saka and yeah. uh, again, the bonus is a wash. So that, that's that's okay. the quick answer. I didn't want to make a long answer for a short answer. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got it. Uh, two two bigger picture
6: questions. Uh, I guess first, um, you know, you, your pivot has clearly uh, worked um, and, and obviously the market continues to evolve, you know, on the music side just broadly. Do, do you see any, you know, any, any necessity to kind of further uh, pivot at, at this point relative to kind of what you've done the last three or four years? Um, in other words, you know, is the industry kind of settling into uh, kind of a, a better visibility on what the kind of new norm is? And then, and then, second kind of big picture question, maybe for uh, uh, JP on the uh, free cash flow priorities. Um, obviously, you've spoken to M and A. Just uh, can you comment on dividend growth in, in share and share repurchases, and where your thinking is at uh, with those two? Thank you.
2: Okay, hey, two good questions. So uh, the first one, sorry, because I I'm gonna remember the first question again was. Uh, yeah, just, just on like any strategic pivot
6: that you've done. Okay, yeah, sorry, the pivot, yeah. yeah. So, yep. so
2: it's, we have a great slide in our investor deck. Uh, we went from, I think, uh, 80% of revenues, I can look at it, uh, of CPS down to 30%. Uh, CPS will continue to, which is the cost per sub, the legacy model will continue to decrease in percentage of sales because all of the over-the-top platform, Amazon, LG, Samsung, uh, that are being launched around the world is a big benefit. So we're very, and I think we, our pivot is done and we are, this will help increase organic sales because the cable business, the legacy business is decreasing by two to 4% a year. So the less that we're dependent on that, the more that it will increase our organic sales. So I think that's, uh, I think it should be looking good for us for the future. And also uh, regarding, you know, we generate around 80 million of free cash flow a year. 20 million of it goes to uh, dividends. So we have 60 million of capital allocation left to do uh, share buyback, to do acquisitions, or to pay down the debt. Uh, In the last uh, three quarters, you can see that we've focused a lot on reducing the debt. So, and we're at 2.65. I think in the future, we'd like to be closer to 2 than 2.5 after experiencing this uh, this, uh, pandemic. So I think we'd like to be safer. Uh, but we have a lot of flexibility for M&A. And in terms of dividend, no, right now, until the, until the, the, this COVID-19 issue is finished, we are more conservative not to raise the dividend because we, as you know, a dividend is a contract for life. It's like getting married. So um, we wanna be very careful and make sure we're really out of the woods and, and hopefully the vaccinations and everything is perfect. So no, I do not expect any dividend increase, but more NCIB. I think more share buyback on our side, that will be the capital allocation for the next few quarters and decreasing our debt. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for that, Eric. Thanks, Drew.
0: Your next question comes from the line of Deepak Kushal with Stifel GMP. Please proceed with your question.
7: Oh, hey, guys. Uh, I have a follow-up question, uh, Eric, for you and maybe Matthew if you're on the line. Um, You know, when we look at uh, the broader media industry, a lot of companies are aggregating audience data around particular consumer groups, whether it's demographics-related or common interests-related, and they're using that data to improve you know, the revenue they get from advertising. Are you getting this kind of data back from your new SVOD and AVOD services, and what point do you think you might be able to, to start monetizing that, and is that baked into your $100 million target for advertising revenue?
1: Yeah, great question uh, Deepak, we're, uh, so, so you have to realize the uh, connected TV environment is uh, in its infancy, and uh, Samsung one of our biggest partners is pretty uh, stringent on all uh, privacy uh, data so we're, uh, we're working with with that I, I mean in terms of aggregate data'll we'll uh, we're getting more and more sophisticated uh obviously uh, probably being used through the uh, the programmatic uh, buying that happens on those those uh, those platforms uh, but we're so diversified in terms of uh, platforms that uh, to, to say per se that we're gonna you know uh, build a specific data business that's going to fuel that 100 million business uh, I'm not I'm not sure at this point that we can uh, for sure
2: say
7: that. Okay. Okay. So that's something that perhaps we look forward to in the future.
2: Yeah, but I think interesting stats. You know, um, you know, we hit, you know, revenues per hour with some of our partners hit twenty-six cents U.S. Um, so there's a lot of people buying ads on those uh, TV channels. Uh, we had we, our, our budget was ten cents of, of revenues per hour, and we hit twenty-six cents in the, in December. For sure, December is a great month, but. Um, this vector of growth—if you, you get more listenership and you get these uh, these revenues per hour—and if we're able to increase also those metrics—it it makes a very interesting um, business segment and growth for Stingray for the next three to five years.
7: Okay. Okay. And is there any investment required from you guys from a capital perspective or? or
2: no. That's you know. What we realize is we're probably in the top three companies in the world to be able to deliver content to different platforms with uh, APIs and different delivery mechanisms. We developed this technology because we, want, we had many cable operators around the world. Uh, and so our, our capacity to deliver to over-the-top products is much more efficient. We still have uh, $2 million a year of satellite costs that will disappear, so it's, it's more efficient. It's, there's very little capex, and the cost of, of bandwidth is, is now is, is decreasing every every year by half. where we have more bandwidth, you know, we use more. So I think that's where we're seeing better margins, and that's where the capex are, are very low this year. And uh, we expect capex to be at the same level, uh, and no more increase. So it's uh, for sure the beauty about the digital and about. Uh, the internet is you just become much more efficient and we are very good at deploying many platforms in one week.
7: Okay, excellent. Well, thanks again for taking my follow-up and you know, I'll keep checking in with you on that. If you can figure out a single sign-on for all your Stingray services across all platforms, you know, maybe there's a holy grail somewhere there, but uh, thanks again. Okay,
2: and by, the way, thank you, and by the way, thank you for the analysts for all your questions and time. Uh, we know it's a very busy day uh, there's some a uh, bit bigger companies that uh, give their numbers today like bce just a bit bigger than us um but uh, that's something we'll look at i mean we'll probably look to see if we don't, don't do our board meetings on the tuesday so we could post results on the wednesday uh, because i think thursday is a, is a big traffic day so something that we're thinking about so all this to say thank you very much for taking your time today uh, and uh, and being uh, involved with stingray and thank you for uh, Everybody listening today. Have a great day and see you guys in June. Thanks.
0: And this concludes today's conference call. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.